Pericles here, and welcome to the Spark Show, where we got comedy, news, and two forgettable digs. With Sparks, you've got tiny wrists. Pike hates French toast and your children. And you, the committee. Yo, what up, fucker? Subscribe now and become a committee member. Let's rock. That's what I'm talking about. I'm freezing. I see the blanket right off the bat. I'm like, aren't you in Central Florida? What the hell's going on here? It doesn't stop your apartment from being cold. Mm. It has nothing to do with the elements. Look at me. I got like one of these. Uh, what do they call? <laughs> they were hot for a minute. Snuggy? Is it a snuggy? I don't know what you got. Does it have arms? If it's a, it doesn't have arms, but it kind of mm. looks like it might. Mm. Basically, it's just a traditional blanket. Yeah. Old school, bro. But throw it on there. Yeah. You look like either uh, a shaman of some sort, a goat herder of some sort, or a Jedi. I'm not sure which one, but that's what you look like. It's a very Jedi color here of a taupe. It's funny you say that. I am two of those things. Nice. Good. Goat yeah. hoarder and shaman. That's it. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> well, how are you? Are you you look warm? I am not. I am also very cold today. Uh, it's it's chilly, but it's going to warm up. But I, you know, I'm in a basement, so I mean, this is what it, this is how it goes. This is my life now. Always cold. Always yeah. cold. No matter what, bro. I am what they call cellar chilled. That's how they tell. That's how they talk about beer in the UK. They're like, oh, it's it's cellar chilled. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's just a <laughs> shitty way of saying it's kind of warm beer and it's not very delicious. Uh, like says, my- yeah, we we keep it in the basement. Yeah. Do with that what you want, but that's where it's at. Cellar temp. Cellar temp, baby. Uh, look at this. We already got some of the committee rolling in here. I absolutely love it. Donna is here. Oh, why does that pop up there? Dude, you know what? Since we did the live hangout, shout out to the committee members, by the way, for the live hangout. Uh, it was awesome. It was a great time. But since... Since I've done that, all my settings got all messed up here on the show, and I don't know what the hell's going on, dude. It's crazy. Why it was worth it, even if that was the last show we ever did. This was. (laughs) It was a hell of a time. It was a time. It was a great time. But boy, was it just everything's been messed up. I had to re. Replug in my camera, replug in my microphone. I'm trying to send Donna's comments here across the screen, and it keeps popping up. At Sparks wow. Radio, follow him every single time. Ah, I don't know. Everything got all fucked up, so I have to go through. I'll have to fix everything. I don't understand what's happening. Everything should be fine, but I'll just shout you guys out. Donna is here. Danny is here. Danny's saying good morning, everyone. Donna's saying it was a great time. So thank you guys for being here. Shout out to the committee. The members of the special committee over there on Patreon, that was a, woof, what, one hell of a time Friday night. Patreon.com slash Sparks Radio. Let's talk about it real quick, Pike, top of the show. What'd you think, dude? Well, I don't remember it very clearly, but it seemed like <laughs> it was a good time. <laughs> we, I definitely did not disappoint when it came to my promise of uh, being drunk. Yeah, but it was a nice, you know, we just, we had been drinking all day. We just were by the pool, but it was a nice, it was a nice time. I I don't know. You've got the video of it. Maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought, but I remember a lot of people calling specifically trying to make fun of me. Yes. And, uh, trying, it was (laughs) the imperative word there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But there was, there was some balls being busted. It was a good time. Uh, Probably oversharing of some stories that I normally wouldn't have. Love uh, yeah, it. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. Yeah. You had fun? I feel like we all came, we all became a little closer, you know? The committee okay. members, members of the special committee all became a little tighter of a committee there after Friday night. Yeah. It's like when you go to Bible camp as a kid and you see these kids from other schools and you really only spent four days with them, but you feel like you know them for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, if you, if you see them again, it'd be like, hey, 
Remember that time? That's how I am with the the committee. That's uh, good. Geez. You know what? Then Jesus approves. Jesus approves. Jesus approves of the I'm committee. Struggling. Not so I'm much the Bible camp. Don't worry about it. So look at this. No, we got thing. We Donna says I had three shots of tequila and then went out for the night's game. Won six hundred bucks on Kino. Hey, that's a good game. That's a good. I just said good game, but that's a good night. Won three hundred bucks. Saw the night's game. Had the reverse five on Friday. Well, we're going to be doing it again. I'm looking forward to it. Make sure you sign on up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash Sparks Radio. And we got to shout out Preston. He's our latest member of the special committee. He signed up. Preston, you signed up. Thank you so much. Make sure you get on the next reverse five on Fridays. We uh, we do. I don't know. Everyone was saying it was too short. Like we should make it. We should make it a little, just a little bit longer next time. Okay. Yeah. Well, we just ran out of that free Zoom call. It was a problem, right? <laughs> I mean, you guys want it to be longer, you have to pony up some money. <laughs> that is exactly it. Yeah, we just ran out of the free Zoom 40 minutes. Uh, hey, look, it's a comedy finance show. We talk about cutting expenses all the time. We are not breaking the bank over the Zoom fees here just yet. Okay, wait till we get a couple more. You know, members of the special committee, we we get the Patreon rolling a little bit a little bit more. We're budgeting. We're following our own advice here on the show. Make sure you follow this guy on all social media. It's at Pike Taylor Radio. He was uh, editing a music video this weekend for his band, Low Standards. Is it done? Did you finish it? No, God, no. No. Absolutely hell no. Not even close, in fact. You know, it's just, it's a tedious, very long process. And one of the days we didn't do anything, so that left the one more day, and we didn't do that much then either because we were hungover. <laughs> so we didn't get a lot of it done. But let's be honest, we didn't plan to. It was just going to be a a nice weekend to hang out and yeah, maybe get a little of the video done. There you go. Nice. Well, I'm glad you worked on it a little bit for tax purposes, so Chow uh, <laughs> can write that off. No, we 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 got a lot of the. A lot of the like groundwork done for it. It's I, I can tell you this. It looks really good. I mean, it's really a, a quality looking film. So now it just comes down to like, you know, deciding which shot looks better. Because you know, a music video is it's like boom, 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 boom. Don't do that and underneath so, the blanket with your hand. It looks like you're doing something. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Let me just give you this example here for another about <clears throat> two minutes. <laughs> Are you getting the idea? <laughs> we got it. I got a great idea okay. of what you think about your music video. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's perfect. Uh, perfect. I'm sure it's absolutely wonderful. Well, I'm looking forward to it. The music video is dropping in, in March sometime this month, right? The song is March oh, 26th. Song. March and 26th. then the video will drop, you know, two weeks after that. Cool. So it's like boom and then boom again. Yeah, we get your booms. We know what you're doing underneath the blanket with booms. Well, let me show you again. No, 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 no. We don't need to see any more booms underneath the blanket. We have no. uh, Colin is here, the ch uh, committee chair. He is here. He says Reverse 5 on Friday was awesome. Thank you, Colin. Appreciate it. I did record video. I don't want any incriminating evidence of what was discussed on that video, but I do want to chop out maybe a little squeaky clean part of it and then put it up on Instagram as like a promo for what, what it was like so people can get an idea of what it is so they can jump on the, the Patreon. So I'll That's be doing idea. that. As you, you, you probably know, you, you probably just want to not have Greg's Zoom background <laughs> in any of these clips. Because <laughs> I remember that being <laughs> just a little distasteful. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing in all the worst ways. Yes, that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of people are asking about your blanket. Is Pike naked under the blanket? Pike, you're in Florida. How are you cold? Well, anytime it gets below 75, you, you start to get a little chill. All right, there you go. He's um, already and I am naked. He is naked. I'm naked. There you have it. There you have it. Well, it is a comedy finance show. We are going to be going over something very, very cool today. I... I'm going to mention it, and then you're going to be like, what the fuck? Why does that even care? Why do I even care about this? It doesn't matter, but it really does matter, and it's a cool little strategy that I, I implore myself. However, I am not a financial advisor. What? What? When I hit this button, it goes to take my... 
All right. All everything's fucked up here on this. Everything. Everything's messed up. Now the intro starts. Oh my god. It's like a cat walked across my keyboard and just changed everything to random stuff. I don't know what's happening. I'll have to fix everything. It's like someone came in the studio, Pike, and just changed all the buttons, you know? Oh, those dickheads. Yeah, exactly. So, I am not a financial advisor. This is not a financial advice. Pike is naked under a blanket. He is also not a financial... Oh, he's got a shirt on. That's good. He's not a financial advisor either. It's not financial advice. It's a comedy show, so suck on that, lawyers. And uh, do your own research and investigative tools. But we're going to get to the news that matters. We are going to talk about dollar cost averaging today, Pike, which is, oh, it's a hell of a concept that gives me great peace of mind. I'll explain it here coming on up. But first, Pike, see if this works. Yes. Are you, nope, are you kidding me right now? <sighs> Let me ask you this. Okay. Oh, that worked. Hey, Pike, if you were toast, what kind would you be? Well, how many kinds? Of, I mean, just toast, right? Wheat, wheat toast. There's a lot of different types of bread, Pike. You'd be wheat. Yeah, just okay. Yeah, fine. Wheat toast. Okay, you don't have to be all sourdough about it. Jesus Christ! I was just bringing up some <laughs> okay. toast. Just ask you what kind of toast you'd be. I think we all got the message now. Well, I feel like yeah, you can toast any kind of bread, but when you say toast. It's inferred that it's a loaf of bread, like just, I i don't know. I don't eat toast. <laughs> so this is really a relevant question to me. You don't eat toast? I would. No, I don't eat bread. You don't eat bread? I got to let the intro play for the fourth time. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Fuck, dude. No, I don't eat bread for fun. The show today. Probably. <sighs> Probably. Then we'll probably go bang our wives while we're doing the show, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you referenced the ghost from... Oh, you know what? There was, a, there was a, like a horny ghost in uh, Ghostbusters, too, wasn't there? Was there? I've never seen that. You never saw Ghostbusters? Nope. Can you believe it? Yeah, that one I actually can. That one I'm surprised. I mean, I think you really, I think you really enjoy Ghostbusters. Um, not anymore. No, I would not. I, I don't think that's something I would care to watch. Okay. All right. Fine. Sit well, there. I got a whole thing on toast. Are we talking toast? Yeah. Still? Go ahead. What do you got? Well, I just said I don't eat bread. Um, bite like I'll eat bread if it, at a, you know at a restaurant, but mm -hmm. I, I don't buy it for home. I never. I'm never gonna get through it, and it's just not. It's not necessary, so I don't eat it. But if I were to, you know what sucks? You know what really is a gross thing? Is jelly. Dude, you have the like, worst taste in movies and food I've ever heard in my life. You don't like jelly? No, and I eat almost anything. That's like one of three things I uh, won't eat. What? Peanut butter. Amazing. Jelly? Shit. <laughs> oh my god. It wow! Is. We just entered it's the take factory for sure here, bro. We are flying <laughs> out. Hot takes left and right. Jelly is shit, and you don't eat bread. Whoa! And it's, I want it to be good so bad, you know, because it, it's fruit, and fruit is normally good, but whatever they did to the fruit to make it, like, you know, last forever or whatever the fuck jelly does, it's gross. It made it, it, made it gross. Oh, man, I could not disagree with you more here. I love jelly. Bread is incredible. Like I eat, I've, I have wrappers of two granola bars on my desk right here. I mean, I'm just constantly eating bread. Constantly. It sounds like a ton of sugar, bro. Just carving out. Oh, sugar all the time. <laughs> all the time. Highly addicted to sugar. Like just cannot kick that Coke addiction. Like just, it's me 
Like if, if cocaine is anything like Oreos, I understand what Lindsay Lohan went through. You know, like I get it. I get every rock star. I get every addiction. Cause Jesus Christ, I will eat the entire sleeve of Oreos before looking down and then regretting what just happened. I'm surprised they're legal. Well, I, Oh, they're so good. And no, Oreos are like maybe the best like store packaged cookie. Yes. You know, excluding anything your mom made when you you know, that doesn't count. Oreos are freaking good. Yeah. Cocaine. Um, I, I always say, you know, like speaking of rock stars before we go on stage, sometimes we're real tired and it's like, fuck, do we really got to go do this? And then you go, you know what? Now I get it. Now I get why they were doing all that cocaine because they for this. They were tired and they're like, ah, I don't want to do this. Then you do that and it's like, man, all of a sudden you're Keith Richards, you know? Yeah. That was a guitar. That was very good guitar. Thank you for describing who Keith Richards is in sound effect form. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, the committee is on here. Colin is saying Pike is a loaf and toast guy for sure. Yep, we have uh, Donna is saying cinnamon raisin toast is delicious. Ryan is saying oh it'd be God. a wedding toast, all eyes on me, and I get to make jokes about someone. That's dope. That's a pretty good one. Donna says, what is wrong with him? I like that. Thank you. French toast and jelly. What the fuck is wrong with you, Pike? <laughs> and Donna touched on actually the third thing that sucks, and it's raisins. Oh, my God. Pike. What is with it? There's so many good foods, but yet we always just talk about the shitty ones. Oh, man, I got to fix this computer. This is driving me up a wall. Yeah, dude, there is a lot of uh, great food. Uh, Colin says, if Pike doesn't like Reese's peanut butter cups, I'm out as a committee member. I mean, you like that, though. You like Reese's. Don't cups. worry, Colin. That is maybe my favorite. It's my favorite candy for sure. Oh, yeah. He just said peanut butter is amazing. So, yeah, I don't know what's no. going on. Any form of Reese's pieces, cups, nut rageous bars, give me them all. Yeah, I'm right there with you, bro. Anything peanut butter, chocolate, anything peanut butter with candy, I'm in 100%. All right, so you're yes. not a toast eater. You wouldn't be toast, and everybody misses you at breakfast, apparently, because you're not there. So, good to know. Great. Does this work? If I click on finished, does this work? I'm finished. Who knows what the fuck works today on this show? All right, go ahead, Pike. What, well, let me ask you this. What's something that your parents were very, very strict about, but now that you're a parent, you're going to also be strict about it? Oh, <clears throat> I already am. I'm already feeling my, my parents' voice inside my head as a parent really? now. Yeah. Uh, no video games so be during the week. Not at all. None. Zero video games during the week. Something, does he play games on, like, does Enzo play games on an iPad? <clears throat> no. We don't have no. an iPad. So he doesn't even know what games are yet? No, he knows what, he, he plays the Wii. Like we, there's a Wii down here in the basement and he loves like bowling and basketball and ping pong. And so he loves that. And then sometimes we'll give him the phone and he'll have like, there'll be, um, educational games on there. So it'll only be like educational, educational games. <laughs> Boy, fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, he thinks they're fun. It's great. And he's learning stuff. You know, they're like, now you got to put yeah. which letter goes in the blender it's an apple. Which letter goes in with apple? And he has to like click an A and drag an A up in there. It's awesome. Yeah. Because he doesn't know any better. Wait till he goes back to school and all the kids are like, hey, did you guys play the new Call of Duty? And the <laughs> son is four. the one that goes, no, I was Call of I was, Duty at four? I, I was putting letters in apples. Did you guys play that game? <laughs> no. And then they're going to steal his lunch money. <laughs> You're way off on the ages here. He's four. My son is four years old. He's not Pretty like... sure I'd already beat... I'd already beat Mortal Kombat at four <laughs> years old. <laughs> right. And look what you turned into. Doing a show with this guy. We're trying to make him better, Pike. We're trying to make him better. All right. 
So you don't think, uh, as far as movies, like where's your line there? Because you love movies, but is he going to be able to watch rated R movies? Not for a long time. No. I, you know, here's my my here's my mindset on the whole thing. I'm not his friend. I'm his parent. That's a special category. I'm not going to be the parent that allows him to drink when he's under 21. He's not allowed to do drugs. He's not. I am like, you know, well, you got to know who your parent is. Is your parent your buddy or is your parent a mentor and, and a guiding light? And that's what I, how I was raised. I was raised as your parent is a guide. It's not a friend. That's why you have friends. Now, friends can also guide you, but usually your friends always like, you know, you know, they say your friends know you the best. And that's true. Right. And I, I personally, I don't want my parents to know me as well as my friends do. You know, there's a there's a clear demarcation. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I yeah, yeah. no I'm I'm a, I'm a I t- I tend to be on the stricter side of parenting, uh, but also I'm not an asshole. You know I'm a millennial. I'm a participation trophy recipient. You know like this is who. Oh I- yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, dude. Those kids, those kids' trophy cases are going to be so full, of so full, bro. <laughs> participation. My dad dropped me off at that game every single week, and I get a trophy because I showed up. That's who. Yes, inclusivity, parenting. That's that's the kind of parent I am. Yeah. Yep. Equal playing time. Yeah, man. Yep. That's it. Exactly. All right. Well. Good, good. Uh, good we have here. Colin says Sparks is raising Alex P. Keaton. I don't even understand that reference. Uh, I can't believe really? he's four already. I remember when he was born. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's crazy. He's he, he's huge, too. He's huge. Michael J. Fox was Alex P. Keaton. In what? In a movie or a TV show. I don't know. I only know that because of the LFO songs, uh, Summer Girls. Michael God. J. Fox was Alex P. Keaton. When I met you, I said my name was Rich. You look like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. Wow. And yeah. you know the rest. You know the rest. Yeah, the rest is history, bro. Absolutely. Can we get to dollar cost averaging? Can we, can we talk money? Can we talk money okay. now? Okay. I'm finished. This is exciting, dude. This is what gets me revved up. You know what? A lot of people, they like it when people talk dirty to them in the bedroom. You know, I think it's all like, mm, good Lord, put me in the mood. You know what I'm saying? A little glass of wine, maybe a, a nice little fun night out, right? Maybe a little back rub. No, all you have to do is whisper dollar cost averaging in my ear and I am ready to go, my friend. I am like full mass. That's good to know. So, okay, wow. Do not ask me to stand up during this episode because I am jazzed, my friend. <laughs> Dollar cost averaging. Do you have any idea what this is? Have you heard of this before? It's not like it's a new concept. It's just a great one. I, I like it. Have you? Do you have any idea what we're talking about? No, no, no. I've heard of all three of those words on their own. Never together. So you're going to have to explain to me. Sure. Here's what dollar cost averaging is, man. It's... So we're talking about dollar cost averaging in terms of the stock market, but you can really dollar cost average anything that you are consistently buying something of. Okay. So it's just a concept. It doesn't have to, uh, we're applying it to the stock market today and buying stocks. So as you know, I am a big passive index investor like that's what i not big as in monetary value god knows i don't have a lot of that but i'm saying big is in a big fan of it okay personally i like investing in index funds they're low cost they take the risk pretty much out of it i mean obviously there's always going to be risk when you're investing in the stock market but you're mitigating the risk when you buy a large swath of an index fund whether it's like the s p 500 or a total stock market index one of these things which means Every single company in the U.S. stock market, which I'll explain. We'll get to it here. This is where dollar cost averaging comes in. So, Pike, do you have a lot of money? Uh, well, no, in the grand scheme of things. There you go. Then dollar 
cost averaging is a great technique for you and me because we don't have a lot of cash. So essentially, here it goes. And I'm reading these off my notes so I don't miss anything. Okay, what the hell is dollar cost averaging and how does it make you money? That should be what you're asking today on the show. So there's two okay. different types of ways to buy stock, really. And we're talking about any kind of stock. I don't care if you're buying a, uh, a share of Target or 50,000 shares of Tesla or, you know, any of these stocks. Doesn't matter which one. You can do lump sum where you take a bunch of cash that you've been saving and you just buy the stock all in one day. It doesn't matter if it's you're buying an index, which means a bunch of stocks or a single stock in a company. You can buy like a lump sum, like winning the lottery, you take it as one lump sum, you plop it down, and whatever that price is on the stock that day, that's what you bought it. The stock can either do three things, really. It goes up, it goes down, or it stays the same. So either you make money, you lose money, or you kind of break even. However, the other tactic is dollar cost averaging, and that is where you take a little bit of cash and you put it on like a cycle, like a system. Like every two weeks, I'm going to buy more stock. Every two weeks you get paid, I'm going to take a certain percentage of my paycheck and I'm going to dump that into stocks. I'm going to invest a certain percentage. Because you can buy micro shares now. You can buy a tenth of one share. You can buy a hundredth of one share. You don't have to buy, you know, if, if I'm looking at Ber Berkshire Hathaway, I believe their stock is like $300,000 a share. It's like unreal. Jesus. Yeah, it's the most expensive stock in the world. Yeah. That's Warren Buffett in the gang, right? Yeah, Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway. I think it's like class A stock is like 300 grand. It's stupid expensive. I might be off, but I know it's well into the six figures. How do you buy that stock? You don't need to save up any more six figures to buy one share. You can just buy slivers of it. They call them micro shares. You can just buy little pieces of it. So dollar cost averaging works as you're on a time schedule and you're just buying every so often these shares, which is nice for multiple reasons. And this is these are just my thoughts. And again, I implore you to do your own research and see what's better. Because some people say lump sum uh, is better than dollar cost averaging and everything like that. Here's why I like it. For one thing, it's easier. You just you just set up a schedule. You can get one of your brokerage, whatever, you know, Fidelity, Charles Schwab, Vanguard. Those are like the big three. There's a bunch of them out there. I personally, I use Vanguard, but I have it set up as a schedule where it just automatically withdraws from my account and I go in there and I just buy shares. I don't care what the price is. Every so often, I'm just buying shares of my index fund, right? It's automatically coming out. I automatically buy it and I don't even think about it. It's like a set it and forget it kind of thing. And the reason why this is so nice is because you don't have to think about investing. It's automatically doing it for you. It's almost like paying into a 401k at your company, right? You're automatically investing, which is really, really nice. Two, you don't need all the money at once. Pike, you and I know that it's kind of difficult to get a giant sum of money all at once. That's why all these companies, they want you to finance shit, right? It's because people can pay off right. things in bite-sized chunks. Just kind of keep rolling with it. It's easier. So in that regard, it's nice because you don't need a huge chunk of cash. And Pike, you like to gamble. Do you very much, yeah. Do you have any when you okay, so I know you bet big on things, right? When you're betting bigger big than I on, should. Yeah, way yep. bigger than you should. When you're betting big on like blackjack and you put in five hundred dollars on that hand, how much anxiety do you have on that hand? Quite a bit of anxiety, you know, but it's a it's mostly excitement. Um, and then you, if you lose, then it turns into what I would describe as um, boiling uh, homicidal rage. 
that's that's yeah it's a quick transition from the two yeah <laughs> but i get that i know everything is. you're saying right now yeah <laughs> but if you win it's a whole different thing right it's quite it's, yeah that's how that's how yeah murder by numbers that movie should have just been blackjack losing on a hand <laughs> just murdering <laughs> Murdering at the guy who split tens before you. Yeah, I understand exactly what you're talking about. See, the thing is, is that's why gambling is like not investing. Does that make sense? You can take the anxiety out of investing. That's my favorite part about dollar cost averaging is because you're fighting the human psyche. You don't need to sit there and sweat that. Oh, no, I just put down five grand on a stock, a single stock, and now it just dropped 20% in a day and I just lost all my money and then you pull that money back out and you just lost 20% of your $5,000 and you feel like a chump. You feel like an idiot. Well, here's how dollar cost averaging works. Since you're putting money in to the market on a regular basis, some days that stock or that index that, that you're buying into will be higher. Let's say it's $50. Some days it'll be 51, 52, 53, 54. So you're you're essentially buying less stock for the same, you're always putting in $50 every two weeks into this fund. Every two weeks, 50 bucks, boom, boom, 100 bucks a month. But every 50, every two weeks you're putting in 50 bucks. So sometimes that $50 goes a little bit farther because the stock price is low. Sometimes that $50 gets you, buys you less stock because the stock price is high. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But over the grand scheme of things, the stock market in the past hundred years, they've looked at it over the course of a hundred years, the stock market has gone up on average seven to 8% per year. And this is including the great depression, the great recession, whatever thing, the stock market in the United States has always come back. And it averages over the last hundred and whatever years, 8%, 7 to 8% a year. So that means that sometimes you pay a little bit more for, you get a little bit less stock for your money. Sometimes you get a little bit more stock for your money. But if the market is continually climbing every year, 7 to 8%, you're making money regardless. So it kind of reduces this anxiety like, dude, oh, I'm paying a little bit more. Does it matter? Because eventually I'm going to buy it when the stock price is lower and I am getting that stock on sale. That's how you can think about it. I'm Love getting that stock sale. on sale. Mm-hmm. This is not to be confused with individual stocks. I'm talking about market wide. I really, 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 really want to hammer that point. I do not think buying individual stocks is a safe investment by any means you need to diversify you have to buy if you're going to buy individual stocks buy a ton of different individual stocks that way you mitigate your risk because i might say 78 percent on average increasing but i'm talking about market wide i'm not just talking about some stocks some stocks some companies go bankrupt and you lose all your money if you had your money into that that company if that makes any sense so i'm talking about Index fund, market-wide, that's the tactic called dollar cost averaging. Since you're buying incrementally, it doesn't matter what the stock price is. You're just playing the odds. You're playing the average over the course of the stock market that you're going to make 7 to 8% return on your cash, which is a solid, that's a pretty solid investment. What do you get when you open up a bank account? We just looked at high-yield savings accounts last week during the wealth pillars. It's 0.5% it's half of one percent jesus yeah no, no you good. see the difference you're making eight percent in the market and you're making 0.5 percent in a savings account it's silly really yeah doesn't make any sense so here's here's no. the, the 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 thing i i want to harp on about the stock market, because now we're starting to talk about the stock market a little bit. And I know a lot of people think, oh, the stock market. Yeah, dude, it's it's a, it's a guaranteed way to make your money. And it's not. It's 
Absolutely not. Look at everyone with uh, GameStop that bought <laughs> that bought at the peak, you know, when everyone that was going fucking bananas, and then it dropped. Yeah, if you got in GameStop way early, you've made a ton of cash. But if you bought it at the high, you've lost so much money right now. So it's not always a guarantee to make money. Dude, I saw this one dude on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Somebody put it on YouTube, so that's how I saw it. Yeah. Pike. The guy goes, here's my investment strategy. I was like, oh, here we go. Fucking here. I can't wait for this one. Here's my investment strategy. Okay? It's easy. I buy the stock when it's like here. And then as it goes up like this, then I hold it. And then as soon as it starts to dip, I sell it. And I was like, oh, wow. So you buy it when it's low and you sell it when it's high? Fucking brilliant. Why didn't I ever think of that? You're a genius. Jesus. God. <laughs> what a dumbo. Yeah. And he's like, this is my investment strategy. This is what I... <laughs> I'm like, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're getting... You're getting a ton of new people buying and selling stocks or even trying to short stocks. They're, they have no idea and they all have a social media account. All I'm saying is do your research on how to do this. This is one technique a lot of long-term buy and hold investors will use because they will mitigate risk by spreading that risk over the course of an entire market. They're essentially playing the odds of an index because Warren Buffett, he says he, he is uh, okay. So Warren Buffett, take advice from this guy. Everybody does because he's one of the greatest investors of all time. There's a reason why he's one of the richest people on planet earth. He says, never bet against the, uh, never bet against American. And by buying the total stock market index, you're saying that American companies and their workers are going to continue to work. So uh, Warren Buffett continually says, never bet against America, never bet against America. And he's talking about in that regard, he's referring to the overall market, the American economy. That's what he's talking Sounds about. Sounds like a true patriot. Well, he's made his billions because of it. He has another great, they go, what do you think is going to happen in 10 years? He goes, I know what's going to happen in 10 years. Stock market's going to go up. I just can't tell you what's going to happen in 10 months. That's a direct quote from Warren Buffett. Yeah. Because he Makes says sense, though. when you bet, basically when you're putting money down on the total stock market, you're betting that the American economy is going to continue to prosper. That every single company in America is going to continue to work the hardest. The workers are going to continue working. The government's going to keep supplying energy and power and maintaining laws. Yeah, I would think in 10 years, America is still going to be here. I mean, why, why else? I mean, is China going to have an impact? Yeah, of course. But I think Americans, we respond. If there's one thing America does really well, it's business. And, and so uh, put money down on that. Then, yeah, absolutely. It, it would behoove you to not bet against America. And I, I, I just think that a lot of people, they get, they get scared. They see a dip. They think they see the coronavirus. They go, oh, shit, it's time to pull out of the market, take my money and put it in a savings account. And Warren Buffett has got another great, co uh, great quote, and I'm going to butcher it. But he says, you got to be greedy when time... Be, be fearful when people are being greedy and be greedy when people are being fearful. So he's saying when people are feeling like, hey, man, it's on. We got to get it. Woohoo! We can never lose like the GameStop kind of a thing that we had before. Yeah, that's when you got to start being fearful. But Roaring Kitty, that dude who put down his fifty three thousand dollars and made forty eight million, fifty three million, whatever it is out of it. He was being greedy when people were being fearful of GameStop. See what I'm saying? He did it right. He's saying exactly what Warren Buffett was saying. And then another great quote, and I'll end it here, and then we can move on. But the other quote was, 
that uh, every so often the economic skies turn gray and cloudy and will rain down cash on those that run outside with buckets. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. So essentially what Warren Buffett is saying, and I want to talk about this. Warren Buffett has always said during times of economic uncertainty, that would be the time to go out with your bucket and catch the gold coins because that's when people are making money. Not making money when times are prosperous and times are great and it's a giant bull market and everybody's making cash. You become aggressive when people are being fearful. And uh, the reason why I bring that up is because a lot of people are saying we are starting to head into a economic uncertain time. We have the we have the coronavirus. We have a lot of retail investors, noobs. You got a lot of people thinking that stocks are only going to go up. Everybody's saying that it might be time for a, a market correction where you might start having some dips here market-wide. And it's it's long overdue. And uh, I can go more into this tomorrow. I'll tell you who my sources are and why I'm saying that. That's a great idea. We'll do that tomorrow. What's going on? Right on. Now, keep in mind, economists always say we're headed for a market correction. That is literally what they are paid to do <laughs> left, left <laughs> and right. But what I'm saying here today is with dollar cost averaging, you don't need to worry about it. You just keep slow and steady wins the race. You know, just keep putting it in. You're mitigating the risk. You don't don't listen to the talking heads, but I'll become a talking head tomorrow on the show. Any any questions where you think did I explain it well? Do you understand? No, you did. You did a very nice job. Uh, once again, proud of you. Thanks, dude. And participation yeah, yeah. trophy. So uh, what I'm getting is my uh, my just you know like if you're listening it wouldn't be the craziest thing. You just want to you want to you want to stay in. You know you don't want to you don't want to be making these decisions uh, based on ups and downs. You just stay in. That's kind of the the message, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You have to have, look, you got to know what your risk tolerance is. You got to know like, oh man, a lot of people, they talk about their risk tolerance like, oh yeah, no dude, I've got, you know, on Wall Street Bets, they always talk, I got diamond hands. I can, I'm not selling. I'm going to hold on to these things forever, you know, kind of a thing. Uh, okay. it's a different story when you're looking at all your money being sucked out of your pocket where you're like, Oh shit, wait a minute. I mean, it's, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to walk that walk. So you got to know what your risk tolerance is. And there's a lot of different ways to kind of mitigate that risk. Personally, I think the smartest overall way to invest in the stock market is index funds. It's proven time and time again. It really is. You want you want a seven to eight percent return on your cash. You buy the market. It's like uh, VTI, I believe, is the total stock market index on Vanguard. You buy that fund, and then you got it all, man. You got it all. And so companies are going to go up. Companies are going to go down. For you, you're just playing the average. It's the it's the tortoise and the hare kind of scenario. Now, don't get me wrong. If you want to invest in individual stocks, go. If you budgeted for it and that's fun money and you don't care if you lose, it's essentially like going to the blackjack table and throwing down cash. But maybe you believe in that company. Personally, I'm a Tesla owner. I believe in that company. I love that company. Tesla's down right now, like scary amounts. Uh, I don't know, 15%. Tesla's down 15%. I've lost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on Tesla in the last week. That would be enough to scare people out of Tesla. I'm, dude, I'm sitting, whatever. I got pretty high risk tolerance. I'm like, you know, no, 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 no. I think Tesla's going to correct. I think that they're going to be fine. Again, this is just my opinion. Don't take my opinion. I'm not a financial advisor and I really don't want to get sued. So, but that's just, you got to know how, you got to know where you are. You know what I mean? That's all. So, of course. Take everything with a grain of salt. Research the companies. If it's a product you believe in, then fuck. It's your money. You do what you want with it. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, I saw like four Teslas in a row on the way to the airport yesterday. It was in the same lane. It was nuts. So it was like boom, boom, boom. So I was. Th- I thought when I saw that, I'm like, oh, man, I can hear Sparks' freaking money. Is going. 
Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Dude, Rage has a great quote. Rage Against the Machine has a great quote. They say, F the G-Rides. They say, fuck, fuck the G-Rides. I want the machines that are making them. And so that's why I never decided to buy a Tesla. I decided to go right to the machines that were making Teslas. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Rage. Exactly. Even though you probably hate the stock market. Uh, I'm buying the machines that are yeah. making the Teslas. Yeah. I want a <laughs> Here's piece what of that I pie. took out of that lyric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, dude, that's... Uh, anyway, that's that's dollar cost averaging. I recommend uh, you read into it. That's how I do it. That's how I invest in the stock market. I'm an index fund investor. That's what I do. But there is some really exciting indexes out there. So yeah. if, if you have... Yeah, we can go over these in a later episode too. But like different... Say you you believe in climate change and you don't want uh, to invest in companies that produce fossil or aren't carbon neutral. There's an index fund for that. Say you're uh, God, you love oil and you can't wait to pollute the planet. You can invest in Hell that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you can. It it's almost like going to a restaurant. You know, what do you feel like? Who do you identify as a person? What are your thoughts and beliefs in companies? Boom. There's going to be an index for that. So it doesn't just have to be total. I like the total. Personally, I invest in the total stock market and I invest in the S&P 500. That's where I'm at right now. So those are the companies. And I do have individual stocks, which we can go over. And I'll start showing you guys some numbers here on the show. I feel like that would that'd be fun. I was thinking about this too, Pike. What if I took a grand, $1,000, and I opened up an account and then every week on the show we check out that account and see how it's doing i think that could be fun that would be fun i i'd like i'd enjoy that all right we'll do that we'll we'll check it out all right okay i've ran, rambled on so much uh appreciate it. if you have a question you can always hit me up on social media at sparks radio hit me up and i can go into more depth about the whole thing you ready for news that matters let it rip. Yes, this is the news that matters. Yes, this is the news that matters. Holy shit. Go ahead, Pike. So in, in a, ahead of the story here, I did put a link on the show sheet for today. Sparks, okay, cool. this is a little mono uh, mono conversation here. Uh, so check that out. But while, I, while you do that, did you see the story out of uh, the NBA where one of the arenas, this is in Milwaukee, got rid of the kiss cam now for obvious reasons they don't want people swapping spit even if it is two people that probably know each other probably made out that same day but they replaced it with the hand sanitizer cam <laughs> which <laughs> it's funny it's funny and then you see the video and it's uh it's even funnier so once you're ready with the video uh let's take a look at what the hand sanitizer cam in replacement of the kiss cam looks like okay let me grab it here okay, bring it in. I, that's a brilliant dude i mean would you feel comfortable going to a uh, sporting event right now are you cool with that or no an nba game i feel like an nba game would be pretty empty you know they seems like they normally are anyway yeah um you know so yeah if you just keep your distance in the concourse area i don't know I don't feel the need to just because I don't love it enough. Yeah. You're not a huge NBA yeah. guy. All right. So check this no. out. Here is the hand sanitizer cam. Hold on a second. All right. Let me describe what's happening here. It's <laughs> the hell. It doesn't yeah. look great. It's, it's shooting. It's like a giant superimposed squirt bottle of hand sanitizer that's pumping action and it's squirting liquid all over ladies, dude. This is dude, this seems screaming white. It's not loads. good, dude. No. <laughs> this is not good. And they knew that, you know. It's like, come on now, stop it. Oh God! You know, I thought the kiss cam even before COVID. I thought the kiss cam was a little like, uh oh, this is you're gonna get in trouble for this, right? You're gonna end up somebody be like, I didn't want him to kiss me. They forced him to because 
They put us on the right. kiss cam and you know what I mean? It's all kind of, it gets uncomfortable and you're there to watch a basketball game. Why are we kissing strangers or what are we doing here? You know, now we yeah. have a superimposed jizz bottle. Like what's happening? What the hell? Yeah. We uh, went I backwards. Mean, nobody hears this yeah, guy's quite, face. Look what is yeah. going on here. <laughs> oh, he's trying to catch it. <laughs> How is nobody doing the obvious, like, pretend like you're just taking it? You know? Oh, it's awful. Would, oh, I'd, I'd open up, open real wide in the mouth and just kind of. Okay. All right. Yeah. Jesus, you Pike. No. You, you would laugh if you saw it, though. Yes. That's my maturity okay. level. Thank you. Uh, hey, well, somebody's got to be the, the guy to do it. And that would be me. Yes. Go are ahead. people asking on Twitter, like, dude, what do they know what this looks like? Are they saying that kind of thing? Yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, all of us sick puppies out there are going, Hey, now <laughs> come on. You know what this looks like? Those aren't sick yeah. puppies. Those are honest people. Well, exactly. You don't people. have to be the, the horniest guy in town to see that and go, Hey, that looks like what happens when, you know, I, I get super excited. You got yeah, seen uh, this before. Colin says that's pornographic or por pornorific. Pornorific, I guess, is what he said. Uh, Donna said, I'd be yelling, squirt me, squirt me. Oh, Jesus. All right. Mm -hmm. That's on par with Donna. Uh, Kiss cams have caught cheaters before, says Gilbert. Yeah, that makes total sense. Pike has the right idea, says Colin. <laughs> uh, and Gilbert says, sanitize this mouth, Pike. Nice. Yeah, I need to. Got a dirty mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, dude, my story. Are you done? Are you finished? I'll finish up. I'm finished. I'm <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what they're saying over here at the old hand sanitizer camp. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> oh, Lord. Those poor innocent people had nothing. They didn't deserve any of that. Uh, real quick. Speaking of that, uh, making it rain on people. Mackenzie mm -hmm. Scott is her name. She's Jeff Bezos's ex-wife, right? They got divorced. That's right. She became the richest yep. woman in the world once that happened. She's now gotten married. She did? She got married, bro. What are you, what are you doing? You know who she married? Who? Listen, this lucky motherfucker, this guy. She married... A school teacher. A teacher that teaches at the school her kids go to. Jesus. Just a teacher. How did that happen? How did <laughs> Good for that person. <laughs> yeah. Good for that guy. He's now, dude, he now he's like writing letters to uh you know the giving pledge. Have you heard of that before? No. This is where it's um Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. I think Bill Gates created it, but Warren Buffett is also doing it. It's where they convince these the ultra wealthy to when they die to give 50% of everything they have to charity. And wow. so that's the giving pledge. Now the school teacher is writing letters for the giving pledge. He's like, oh, it's just great to be a part of uh of of a situation where we can give back and give a million. <laughs> Billions of dollars. <laughs> Dude, how does this guy, how does he get her? Because they have zero in common. You know, like the life she's lived up until now, he has no freaking clue. How underwhelming is is he, is this guy to her after what she's been through? Dude, I got to the other way. I'm flipping it around. Okay. How awesome is this Mackenzie Scott lady? For wanting like a real normal down to earth dude, I'm sure sure she's sick of like these like ultra wealthy douchebaggy dudes walking around. She's like, I just want because you know they were married. Jeff Bezos and Mackenzie, I think then Bezos was her name. Now she goes by Scott, which must be her maiden name. But they were just normal people before he started the business. 
He started out of his garage, right? He had like a $200,000 loan from his parents to start Amazon. So they were just, they were people. Now she's the richest woman in the world. And I'm sure she's like, God, I just want to, I just want our kids to play and to, to live a normal life and not have to think about world domination, which my ex-husband is now thinking about with launching space programs. Uh, I just, you know, I, I just want to be a person, you know, and I'm going to marry a normal dude. And she did, man. Amazing. Or she's trying to stick it to him going, hey, watch this. You, you know, all the money that you already are mad about because I have that you earned. Well, watch. I'm going to marry just some freaking guy. Oh, school teacher. Okay. Sounds good. And now guess what? He's got half of it of your money, Jeff. Well, I mean, I'm sure there was a prenup. Dude, how amazing would that what? prenup be? Even that prenup is like 100 mil. For a school teacher? Yeah. A fraction of a fraction of that it would be great. Yeah. Dude. Unreal, man. The whole thing is like good for that guy. I can't remember his name, but he locked down the richest woman on planet earth. And he was probably giving her like, I think he's a science teacher, by the way, which he was probably given like some science facts. Like, Hey, you know, your kids are doing great. Uh, if I keep them in my orbit, I'm sure they'll learn a lot more. You know, <laughs> given these. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And she's like, she's pretty good looking. I mean, she's okay. Right. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, there she is, marrying a school teacher. God damn. Good for that lady. Good for that guy. More importantly, good for that dude. Shout out to, uh, shout out to guys that locked down some rich ladies out there. It's about time. It's about time. A, there's some rich ladies, and B, it's about time that there's some fuck, fucking grifter dudes that can <laughs> that can benefit from this kind of relationship. Uh, yeah, and dude. It's, it's not like he's like, oh, okay, well, he's a teacher, but he's the sexiest teacher you've ever seen. No, this is a guy who looks like an absolute regular bozo. I mean, no <laughs> Wait offense, a minute. But, I didn't even see a but, picture of him. Oh, he's uglier than Jeff Bezos. No. He is. Like, they're kind of like in the same ball. Like, if you were to <laughs> make categories of men, they're in the same category. I mean, they're white. They're bald. What? This and guy. This, and this guy's worse. This guy this looks guy's like a nose. thumb. What's happening here? This is the guy, yeah, look, Dan Jewett. His, his nose looks like my dick. I'm not even look at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Are you kidding me? This is the guy. Like she could have. Yeah. I mean, hey, look. No, again, I'm not here to knock the guy. Okay, I'm here no, to. I don't care what he. Whatever. Applaud <laughs> this man for life. This is amazing. Let me pull up his picture here. This is coming off of uh, CNN. This is the first place that I that just popped up. All right. So here's, there she is. Mackenzie Scott. And there he is. This yeah. guy. <laughs> oh, wow. Good for him. Good for you. 50,000 casualties. Shut up. All right. There you go. Wow. All right. Well, that's one of the richest people on the planet Earth right now is that guy. <laughs> Does he get to quit or is he going to work, you think? Wouldn't you quit? I'd quit immediately. I would say I do and I would put in my resignation and I'm like buying my own jet. I mean, she uh, when they got divorced, I think she got like $30 billion, $30 billion dollars. She's already given out like seven billion of it because, you know, she's not a total a-hole like her ex-husband. So she is like, yeah, 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 just take it. I, what do you need 30 billion dollars for? You don't. You don't even need a billion. You know, it's disgusting amount of money. You don't need it. Unless you're launching your own space programs and you want to cryo-freeze yourself and send your body to Pluto. You know, where it can stay in absolute zero until they can figure out how to bring you back later in life. I don't know. You're doing some weird shit. Doing some weird shit when you become that rich.
Uh, but there you have it. All right, that's it for the show. Thank you so much for being here. Dollar cost averaging. If you got a question, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Oh, dude, I totally forgot to say this too. Uh, I'm giving out my money over there on Instagram at Sparks Radio on social media. All you got to do is uh, clickety clack over there on Instagram. You'll see it. I'm giving out hundred dollars. We're going to give that away here on the show on Wednesday. So if you want to win that, by all means, hit me up on Instagram. You can get. Pike Taylor on Instagram, all social media. It's over there, I should say, at Pike Taylor Radio. Make sure you go and give him a follow. If you could, hit subscribe, rate, and review us. That would be super dope. That'd be amazing. Please do that. Rate, review, subscribe. Everyone says that shit, but it'd be awesome. YouTube.com slash Sparks Radio. We got, I don't know, like six new subscribers, man. I'm loving it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it uh, for being here. Shout out to Gilbert, Donna. Colin. Uh, who else is here? Danny is here. Uh, Ryan is here. All watching live over on YouTube. Thanks, everybody, from the committee for being here. And that's it for the show. Tomorrow, we'll talk about uh, the people who are saying that the market correction is coming, who they are, why they're saying this. It should be a fun little show if you want some insider shit on the stock market. Hopefully, it doesn't get too in-depth. Any last words there, Pike? Well, I got a zit on my eyeball is what has happened recently to me. So over, motherfuckers. Now get out of here.